welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, priviat, aloha, hola, ciao, buna, and bonjour. It's so, so awesome to be with you again. And I know you're going to be so happy you're joining us today because I have a very, very special guest and so excited for the conversation we're going to be having. And it's Dorenda Baker. Dorenda is a relationship coach and online dating expert. So welcome again. And please tell us more about who you are and what you do. Um, my name is Dorenda Barker. Um, as uh, Samia kindly introduced me, I am a relationship coach and online dating expert. I actually started out in the online dating world and through the years of being on the online dating world and having clients, I've realized it was also about dating and relationships. It wasn't just about getting the dates on online. I would, cause I was teaching people what the right photos were, the bios that were eye catching, the responses yeah. that were going to get responded back to. Mm -hmm. Um, all of that but after you go on the date after you get the day after you get the right responses what do you do after that and nice. it wound up that i just start it i started in relationships started into relationships and helping people through then that yes. and i the last few i just went to a wedding this weekend of some of two of a couple that i actually set up Oh, that's awesome. And I'm so glad. Yeah, so I can say I have yeah. uh, two weddings under my belt now. Nice. <laughs> that is so babies and engagements. So I have those too. <laughs> awesome. 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 Ah, okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to be talking with you because relationships, my gosh, figuring them out is one of the most important things we have to do in our lives oh, yeah. and surprisingly that's also pretty much where so much of the conflict in our lives comes in from and so yes. talking to a relationship coach um, you know I think is going to provide such amazing amazing value to all of our listeners who are trying to create positive change in their lives and make that change more fun and easy. So tell me more, like what is a big problem that you see uh, your clients dealing with? I see so much of my clients uh, dealing with when they're dating people. First mm. of all, they're looking at things mm that should be secondary instead of looking at the things that should be first. Mm. You should be looking, especially when you're dating. So of course we're going to look at what the person looks like. We're right. going to look at that's 
number one, even though most relationships I know that work out, that's actually be has become secondary when people actually take that moment to actually get to know the person, then the, the looks are secondary to all of that. Mm -hmm. It really is true, but coming from the online world, but when it comes to certain things, we need to know ourselves first. Oh, mm. Honestly, we have to know ourselves when it comes to dating. And if we don't do that, I tell people not to date. Mm -hmm. Like they shouldn't be dating. They should have yeah. a relationship with themselves first. Yeah. And then once they do that, then they should date because then they know what they should be looking for. They know what is going to drive them. They know what the similarities that mm -hmm. they're going to want in someone, you yes. know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you make me think about the specific challenges that young people especially fall into with dating relationships and why um, for example teenagers when they get into dating relationships are much more likely to have problems and experience teen dating violence because they they haven't figured themselves out they have limited experience with relationships in general and so then you get into this very specific kind of a relationship, which is hard even for adults to figure out and deal with. And yeah. oh my gosh, so it, it the situation can get really complex, especially for the young people. Oh yeah, and we learn our dating values and how we date and the people that we are attracted to mm -hmm. start when we're in our younger years uh -huh. are informative are, as i say are informative years yeah and you can choose to break your cycle or you can choose to keep going in that cycle mm -hmm. you know and when we're younger i know in our cult in our culture in the western culture that we don't teach our younger generations how to date mm. we don't yeah. Yeah. And we don't teach them this is this is right, this is wrong. We're also not teaching our children different than the way we were taught. Yes. And why is that? Because it's, by the way, not just in the Western culture. It's totally a huge issue in my culture as well. And by my culture, now I'm talking about my Indian, Pakistani and Muslim culture. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, 
Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Yeah. And what happens is through generations, generations change. Mm -hmm. It's evolution in the sense of, you know, I'm not talking in like a Christian or science. It's just evolution of who we become. Yes. Because each generation changes. Yes. And we, but yet we want to, the older generation wants to still teach what they know, which I, 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 think is amazing and great but the world is always changing yes and the world views are always changing and we cannot keep the world views outside out from us they're going to seep into us and we're going to want to have some of those some of those views because they 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 sit with us the right way that's right and i suppose part of it is also that you just can't teach to the next generation what you don't know yourself and exactly yeah and i've seen this a lot because i used to work on a crisis hotline um, domestic violence crisis hotline and you see in in families where there's domestic violence it's oftentimes generational and oh, you know it's like you 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 and it's generational because like literally the previous generation got into that kind of abusive relationship. They didn't yeah. know how to deal with it, how to help themselves um, out of it and so forth. You as a child learn to normalize those kinds of behavior yeah. and attitudes. And so then you don't know any better. You don't expect any better in your own relationships. And so then you end up sort of reproducing yeah. The, the things that you saw happening with your parents and so forth. And and it probably the same thing might be true for your parents. And then you pass on that to your children. And it's just a very difficult, difficult cycle to break. Oh, yeah. You are. You learn what you are taught. Yeah. And even what you're not, it's you're what you're taught without even knowing that you're learning. If you, you get what I'm saying, because nobody yes. teaches someone yeah. to abuse someone, right? Mm-hmm. No one teaches you to stay in the place that you are. It's, it's a learned behavior. We're all, yeah. you know, in, yeah. you have to want to change. But the thing about people a lot of times is, and I say this all the time, people are in their comfort. But comfort doesn't always have to be good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Comfort is what you know. And comfort is where you're safe. And just because you're safe doesn't mean it's good for you. Right. Yeah. And even that sense of safety is very narrow. Because if you're in an unhealthy relationship, you're feeling safe in a certain context and in and to a certain extent but there are other reasons which you're miserable and you're unhappy and you don't want to be there oh yeah and i think people get stuck in relationships just for the sake of relationship yeah i don't yes they get stuck because they don't want to be alone Mm. they don't they 
don't want to be known as a failure, actually the bravest thing you could ever do is walk out of a relationship. <sighs> yes. Especially if it is unhealthy. If it is unhealthy, if it is physical, if it's violent in any way, we'll just go violent in any way. Yeah. But even if the two of you are just not meant to be, it's you to stay for the sake of staying yeah. in today's world is not a good thing. It's really not. Yeah. Because I believe that everyone should have whatever their happiness is. Yeah. I, and whatever your happiness is, and if that's not there, why live a life that you're actually not living? Yes. And you know, it's not just about today's world either. And you know, this is actually one of the things that I'm really passionate about raising awareness within my, especially my Muslim community, because in a traditional Muslim context, there is a huge taboo in many Muslim <clears throat> cultures. I mean, Muslims are not all the same. We have actually a lot of diversity. So for sure, there are Muslim cultures, uh, like especially in the Arab world, where they have a pretty cool attitude about divorce and they're, you know, uh, you, it, it's fairly normalized. But there are a lot of Muslim cultures, like especially in the traditional Indian Pakistani Muslim culture, where um, I grew up I grew up until I moved to America divorce is like a taboo and oh, yeah like it's actually considered a really really bad thing and so people will suffer through so much but not be willing to break the relationship because they just think it's such a bad thing but when you actually look at the teachings of islam like in the quran itself which is our holy scripture you know it says the purpose of marriage is so that you can love and uh, be in love and tranquility with each other like that yeah. is the vision that the quran teaches us for why it's promoting marriage in the first place yeah and so if you are not able to create a relationship where you are able to experience that love and tranquility, I mean, the Quran itself again says it's better to separate and it allows that to happen. And yet people totally ignore that part of the teaching and just focus yeah. on the part where it discourages it in contexts where perhaps people might be inclined to take that decision to separate too prematurely where maybe they have not put in enough thought or effort into creating the uh, the healthy relationship or resolving the conflict oh yeah i mean relation excuse me <clears throat> relationships are work mm -hmm. so if someone says they're supposed to be easy I, I, I will disagree with them every day. Should it be a job that you love? Yes, automatically. Should it be a job where you know there's going to be some times that it's, you're like, ooh, yes, automatically. Yeah. But those, those times never outweigh the times of 
we did this together. We built a life together. There is no one in the world I would rather do this with. We communicate, which is number one. You have to be able to communicate and be able to do that without having the breakdown of communication. And, but that all comes stems with having to do the work on yourself. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. And it is, it's, a, you have to do the work on yourself yeah. to know if this is the right person. That's and if you, yeah. Yeah. It goes so back important. to what you shared earlier when you said you have to know yourself first. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You have to know yourself first. If you're going into a relationship because the person has money, they have some kind of stature. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, we can go into a laundry list of things, yeah. a potential, potential. But if you're looking at all of those things, but you're not looking at how the person makes you feel, yeah. you're not looking at how that person, how you two talk to each other, mm-hmm. how the conversations you have yeah. are not lifting each other up especially in the hard times mm-hmm. if they're whatever makes you tick and run yeah and it's not fulfilling those boxes for mm-hmm. you then why are you there yeah i mean okay just to just to play the devil's advocate yeah so now i'm i'm channeling channeling some of the things that I've heard and people say who choose to stay even you know when they're miserable and they yeah my gosh so uh, so something that I've heard a lot of people say is well yes I'm miserable but it's my purpose I feel like it's my purpose as the mom or the wife or you know the girlfriend to to take care of this other person uh or or these other people in my life and that's my job and so i if that means i have to sacrifice my happiness so that they can be happy and they can thrive in their life well then i've done my job and that gives me satisfaction and you know that's that's for like not only the reason to say but it's like my duty to stay that i can understand i definitely understand that and i know people who have been in 25 year marriages and then once the kids are grown and out the door they get divorced because they only stayed for that reason Mm. and to be honest in the end the kids already knew that their life wasn't picture perfect. I would say there's a substantial amount of marriages where the kids, I think, probably would have benefited from the parents not being together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, yeah. you know, and what I'm trying to say here is I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying uh, I'm an advocate for divorce because I am not. I'm an advocate for love. I'm an advocate for, for relationships. I'm an advocate for commitment. Yes. But what I'm also an advocate is, is for both people to really know themselves mm-hmm. and to then come into a relationship, know themselves and love themselves and then come into the relationship 
as two people who are full with themselves yes that then meet and have things in common and the things that matter yeah instead of one going oh he has the things i want yes to fulfill me no you don't go into a relationship go having someone else fulfill you you go into a relationship because you're already fulfilled yes okay you have to come back to this part about not going into a relationship because you expect someone to fulfill you but before we do that i just want to highlight another really important connection that i just made from a point we made earlier about how you know these abusive relationships when people are stuck in them it can create that impact of generational trauma yes. you know and so if you are staying in an unhealthy relationship because you're concerned about your kids that's actually very uh, uh like you are actually inadvertently <laughs> doing the opposite of what's the best for your kids because oh, yeah. if you're staying in an unhealthy relationship you're teaching your kids to do the same exactly you know so it's yeah, not it's dangerous yeah yeah it's so dangerous for your kids because you're showing your kids that yeah. this is okay and yeah. So, and you know, of course, you know, a majority, you know, of female children yeah. and male children, it, it, I'm not going to say, it, you know, and it could cross over, it could be totally different, you know, but what they see is what they learn, right? Yes. So let's say we have, you know, women who are in abusive relationships. Most of these women, a majority of these women who get interviewed and they talk how many times have you said heard my father abused my mother my grandfather abused my grandmother or my grandfather abused me or my father abused me or my you know we can go down a list of the abuse but they were abused before yeah and then when you talk to the men too boys men it's the same thing it's I, I would say hardly ever you're coming from a place where they come from loving homes and yeah. now they're just be abusing people i mean there are there are some cases like that but they're very far and few between right. right yeah you're right you're right the stats actually support what you're saying you yeah. support what you're saying <sighs> Okay. All right. So come back to come back to that other point about, because, you know, in our culture, there's all these sayings that we hold up as, oh, it's such a romantic, the most amazing thing this other person has said or can be to me in relation to me, where people say things like, you complete me. And I want you to, to be that person in my life who completes me. Like, what's up with that? Like, where are people coming from when they, when they think from that, 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 when they're thinking that and like, why is that actually a problem? Um, Jerry Maguire. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, we watch these movies. Yeah. And we see we romanticize relationships too. Uh, yes. And this is the other like you had me at hello, right? 
or, you know, different, you know, I can go into a whole laundry list of things. Like when Harry Met Sally is one of my, is one of my favorite films of all time. I love uh-huh. that film. And I, I can watch it. I can watch it again and again and again. Right. Yeah. But I also now have grown up going, not everything is like when Harry met Sally, you know, I'm not going to have the guy running to a New Year's Eve party to get there by midnight for him to tell me this whole, you know, paragraph of why he, you know, why he wants to be with me, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we romanticize things thinking that this is the way it's supposed to be. But real relationships going into what we were talking about, it's work. So real relationships, there's someone you want to be with, they you have to have the same commonalities. You can be different. I just had this conversation with someone the other day. I so, so had this conversation a few days ago. And opposites do attract, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. in there somewhere, in their commonalities, the big ones, they were common. Yes. Yes. It was always going to be that way. You know, my mom and dad, perfect example. My mom loves to be the traveler. She very outspoken. My dad's, you know, a quiet dude, doesn't like to travel. Doesn't. She travels all over the place. He stays home. They have a great marriage. They love each other. And they're friends, like ride or die with each other. But they're definitely opposites there. But you know what? Their commonalities of how they how they wanted their family to be and how they wanted their relationship to be was the same. Ah, oh, such a great example. And you made me think of my parents that are a great example of this as well. My parents are so different from each other in so many different ways. For example, I think one of the biggest differences that I feel in my relationship with my parents is that my dad is more like me in the sense that, you know, we are very intellectual and philosophical and we are nerdy and geeky. We love to learn. (laughs) <laughs> and do lots of research about everything and we'll take a deep dive like like a few days ago it so happened that we had to get rid of my bed and get a new bed new mattress everything i spent two days researching in detail <laughs> all the different <laughs> kinds of variations and mattresses and mattress technology and then different kinds of bed frames and bed foundations and what bed frame and foundation will match what mattress the best and i did this whole research and then i came to a conclusion and i followed through on on what i found based on my research now my mom that kind of thing is just not her thing she sees it. She's like, I want that. Uh, that, but also if I, tr- if, if we try to make her go through that kind of a process, it gives her a headache and she just, it's, it's just not her thing, you know? So that's just one big difference between them. Um, and then there's lots of other little big differences between them, but 
the glue of their relationship is what's common between them and that's their core values for you know loving family prioritizing family um and their concept of what that means you know what family is and how to be a family like that is so much in common they have their faith in uh, common you know as Mm -hmm. both practicing muslims and not only are they both practicing muslims but their idea of what it means to be a muslim actually matches to a very great degree because not all muslims think the same about how to be muslim yeah <laughs> so and, and you know that's like also another big thing that i love talking to muslims about because especially for Muslims who are committed to their Muslim identity, sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to marry another Muslim and that's it. And and so, uh, you know, do you identify as a Muslim? And, and then oftentimes people won't dig deeper into, well, how do you actually interpret the teachings of Islam and living Islam? Because, my gosh, we have seriously, like, we have the full spectrum from very traditional conservative attitudes and ideology to very very liberal progressive ones and you know like they don't get along yeah <laughs> or it's very hard for them to get along and so oh, just yeah. imagine like uh, getting into a marriage where you haven't verified that your muslim ideals uh, or ideas of being muslim match And that, I mean, that's, it's, I love that you said that because just because you're inside the same religion doesn't mean that you have the same values. Right. Yes. It's a very, very true. And these are things you should always talk about with your partner before going in to a more in-depth relationship, Mm. whether it be marriage or long-term relationship But anything that's going to put you with years into a relationship, these are things that need to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give me some more examples of things that couples should for sure talk about? Oh, my goodness. Uh, How they're going to raise their children. Number one is, I think, to me, that is something you need to talk about. How are you going to raise your children? You know, how do you see your life in, in together like how do you see how are you going to raise your children how do you see your life together where are you going to live that's a huge one where are you going to live finances finances are huge you need to talk about how are you going to do your finances um how do you see each other going into this marriage and how do you see each other five years from now in 10 years from now how do you see yourselves together yes you know and these conversations have to happen before you get married mm. because a lot of people who get married get married for the dress as i say yeah. they get married for the dress in the party yeah and i do ask people who are getting married so have you guys had the conversation mm-hmm. and they're like what do you mean and I'm like, have you talked about all of the things I just mentioned? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but we've been together long enough to know. No, 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 no. There is this 
uh, thing in, um, I don't know if you have it in the Muslim religion, and I'm sure you do, because there's a, so many similarities in all the religions. Uh -huh. and, uh, but in the Catholicism, uh, there is a thing called pre-Cana. So pre-Cana is basically before two people get married, uh -huh. they sit down with a counselor. A lot of times it's, uh, a, it's, a, mm -hmm. priest, it's a priest or someone within, normally within the church. There's one in uh, New Jersey that's known for like the one of the best because they say 50% of the couples that go to this weekend retreat walk out of there not getting married. Uh, mm -hmm. But to yeah. me, I was like, that's amazing because you yeah. want to know why? They, yeah. It might, if they would have spent more years together, yes. that's, le that's less years of not being with the person that you're really supposed to be with. That's right. That's right. And not to mention if you get married <clears throat> and then you get divorced or it comes down to that, uh, yeah. it's a much more complicated and oftentimes traumatic process to go through. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so I believe that everyone who is going into a serious relationship, whether it be marriage or long-term at some point should see someone yeah. to see where they are together. Sometimes you need a mediator. Sometimes you need someone to point certain things out. Sometimes you need someone just to be there. So you feel comfortable to have those conversations. Yes. Even though you should be comfortable enough to have those conversations. Yes. You should, have, I think it's good to have those conversations with someone. Yes, I agree with you. And you know, the thing is that in our traditional culture, <clears throat> it was interestingly, not the couples, the prospective bride and groom that had the conversations <laughs> but what happened and even today actually if if you're living a like you know practicing the traditional aspect of the culture in india and pakistan and we have arranged marriages uh what happens is that is that the families are meant to actually go through that process um, rather than just the prospective bride and groom so the families are supposed to meet and the elders in the family are supposed to guide the process of, you know, talking about all of these things. And, you know, oftentimes that's when a lot of, you know, ugliness comes out, but it's a good thing that it comes out because then, you know, oh my gosh, it's yeah. like, because it, otherwise, oh my gosh, you would have gone in blind. Um, and yeah. so at least now you know what the problems are and how you want to respond. Like lit just literally yesterday, I was watching an Indian movie where this exact scene happened where they, they, you know, they, they were having this conversation about like the bride and the groom, actually prospective bride and groom liked each other. They, they were interested in each other but they never did the financial part of the conversation. Then the families got into the financial part of the conversation and all kinds of ugliness came out. And, and then, and this was like a cool thing, the bride actually empowered herself and she was like, okay, now I have this information and now I know um, what to consider as I think about 
what my what I want my future to be like and yeah. what if I want to even be in this relationship and I was so proud of the heroine for for taking that stance because oftentimes you know in these depictions the 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 heroine in this case like she, they wouldn't have had her speak up in this way you know so yeah yeah it's <clears throat> uh, but yeah it's so important i mean especially going into these important unions you yeah. have to have these conversations yeah. and also what it also shows you is how you really do communicate in yeah. a relationship mm. that you should never be afraid to have your voice in a relationship yes never you if and if you're afraid to have your voice in that in that particular relationship then yeah. i think that that's not the relationship you should be in right because yeah. in a relationship you should be equals mm. equals in the sense of like of course we're all ha- going to have different roles right that's not what i'm talking about but yes. what equals when it comes to your voice right like the power balance should be there there should yes. be a huge power imbalance where one person is afraid of the other person where one person feels like i have to do what the other person wants uh, yes. otherwise they'll be upset or they'll get angry or our relationship will not be able to survive if i don't do what this other person says yes because guess what that relationship's not going to survive anyway there's going to be something there Yeah. If that if that's where you're at, there's going to be something else that's going to happen in that relationship that it won't survive. Mm. At least not in a healthy state. No, not in a healthy state. No, it would not yeah, no, not at all. I mean, that's not a healthy relationship too yeah. if you're afraid. If you are afraid in any way. Yeah. And once again, I'm not saying it's abusive. That's not what I'm saying. because some people can just be afraid to use their voice at all yeah. and there's yeah. nothing really abusive going on they're just afraid to use yeah. their voice yeah because they're you know but you should always be powerful enough to say what's on your mind and to be able to communicate right because there's some people yeah. who they just tell instead of talk right yeah yes and i'm and Uh, I want to thank you for um bringing up the point about that if there is a power imbalance that it's not automatically an abusive relationship because yes. sometimes it's a matter of perception uh where it's not that the other person would actually have a bad reaction to your speaking up yeah but you have that fear and i have seen this a lot actually also in the context of the the way things work in my culture because mm-hmm. you know again the traditional aspect of my culture is patriarchal and women are literally taught like mothers will teach their daughters i've actually heard my mother say this to me on i don't know how many occasions and i've argued with her on this point but i've actually had her say to me she says things like she's like in a marriage you know you have to be ready to take on the responsibility the primary responsibility to make the relationship work 
because her logic is as follows that women are just smarter about relationships and they have more patience and they have more compassion and you know so they have to take on the greater responsibility to make relationships work men i mean they have a most women in our culture have loving disrespect for the men in their in their lives yeah. <laughs> and so they don't they don't believe that the men in their lives have the capacity to be mature enough to to be able to like respond in the best ways to conflict in different kinds of situation or to disagreement and this and that and i'm like okay but if it is like that that's all learned behavior yes both on the part of the men and the women and i'm not willing to be like that so if i ever get married which i'm totally not interested in right now but if i was ever to get married it will be to a man who 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 is you know mature enough and wise enough and open enough to having this more equal kind of a relationship where yes. i don't have to take the great res- greater responsibility of making the relationship work but your mom is right we are smarter <laughs> part i mostly agree with yeah we are let's be honest <laughs> But it's okay because it is being in a relationship where where your partner's also willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Your person your partner wants to be there. Your partner is up for caring for you. Yeah. Your partner is it's not one way because you can teach and like your partner can teach you things too. That's yeah. the other thing. That's right. Your partner Yeah, your partner should oh you two should always be learning from each other. Yeah. And that's a great thing. You should also in relationships um uh, have each other's back. Mm. Yes. You need to be a team. Mm. Even yeah. if let's say you might not agree all the time because you're not going to agree all the time in a relationship, but if your partners or something that they want to do and you have their back and you believe in them there is nothing better in any relationship than your partner believing with you believing in you 100%. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And oh man It, we are at a time where I want to keep talking with you <laughs> and we have to wrap up for the day and I'm just sorry because I'm just having so much fun and we'll oh, just this have is a to bring you back for sure oh yes I'll come back let me know awesome awesome let's do that let's make it happen so for right now do you have any last um, words of wisdom or anything else that you would like to say Yeah, um what I'm going to what I'm going to say make sure when you get into a relationship it's for the right reasons. And make sure it's because you're ready. Yeah. And you love yourself so you can go in and love someone else correctly. As long as you can love yourself correctly, you can love someone else correctly. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. So to all of our dear listeners, 
please make sure you check the show notes because we're going to be adding both of our links in the show notes so you can connect with us if and when you're ready for help and support and in the meantime i just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy